Hey mamas! Welcome back to another episode, guys. 2021! <laughs> we made it through, guys. We made it to the other side. Yes, yes. We hope everyone had a lovely Christmas. Mama's Code. So, guys, um, the time that we had away and had all the kids opening their presents and all the family gathered around, it really got me thinking about what it must be like to have, like, a big family and have your babies have siblings? Because I don't know about you, like, maybe when Jojo was just the only child, if you ever felt like, oh, he's playing by himself, like, he needs someone. Absolutely, I had told all of you. I kept <laughs> rushing them to have kids, and I was like... <laughs> You guys are like fake friends. How are you letting my child play by himself when you have perfectly healthy yeah. relationships? Like, come on, do the sex, do the cochino, the nasty, the delicioso, however you <laughs> want to call it. Um, but yeah, it is quite sad seeing how lonely they are. It really got me thinking about maybe maybe it's time to have a sibling or maybe think about what it's actually like to make this decision or to actually be in those shoes. So today we have the beautiful, uh, beautiful friend of us called Kati. She has got two kids, two boys, and she's going to be sharing with us what her motherhood journey has been like with them. Welcome! <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Just with my kids nonstop. Tired. Every day is a long day. <laughs> when I wake up, it's like, oh, when are they going to go to bed now? I feel you, sister. But don't you get it that like, you, you get frustrated with them all day and you can't wait for them to go bed but then they go bed and you're like oh i miss them and you start looking at pictures and videos yeah pictures videos i sometimes even go to marlon's room to see if he's okay <laughs> i'm like give him a little kiss <laughs> <laughs> you know i tried to do this a couple nights ago and i walked in and then he popped his head up and he was looking at me like eye to eye and i almost shot myself but, so, I wanted to ask you this, seeing as both of you are mum of two, do you think you have a different love for each child? Oh, I don't think I do, you know. No, same. I think it's a special bond with each child. Yeah. I, I, I don't know for Katty, but I feel like with Joel, I feel like, you know, he's taught me everything. I feel like a special connection to him. And, and I feel like sometimes I feel very bad because... I've had to learn with him, so he's had it a bit harder than what Caden's had him. But with Caden, I don't know, I just feel like I, because I had him when I was like in a very vulnerable place, I think I see him almost like a saving grace for me because I was going through like so much shit um, and I was just in a really bad state at that point that obviously when I found that I was pregnant, it was a really big shock for me. And at the beginning, I was really scared. But then as like it like went on and on, I just couldn't imagine my life without this little boy. And I always say it to him, like, and I know he probably doesn't even understand me, but I'm always like, Caden, I love you. You saved me. He just looks at me like, all right, cool. Can I have fun? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think I love one more than the other. I just think that I have different bonds with each one. Different bonds by the same love. Like, you know, when... I, I was pregnant with Tyler, my my youngest. I was thinking, is it possible to love two kids the same way I love Marlon? Because Marlon was like my world. And I'm like, am I going to be able to love him the same way I love Marlon? And it, and it happens. It's just your your love just 
basically grows and crazy how it happened by the beginning I didn't think I could do it I didn't think I could love him as much as I love Marlon when he came out I actually did mama I love you we want a sibling for Lil. Obviously, it's not the right time at the moment. But I've been in a situation where I've tried to put myself in the shoes of how would I feel if right now I found out I was pregnant? And it really gets me nervous because I know I know that you can love the sibling because, I mean, obviously, you guys are an example that, you know, you can. But obviously, being in those shoes, it's like, you know what pregnancy is like. You know what to expect. You know how to do the newborn stage for instance but you've literally just experienced a whole new type of love for someone it's almost like you can't top that like I always think but I can't like how could I feel that euphoria again over someone new you know you say you've experienced pregnancy you've experienced one part of pregnancy Kat can agree with me on this you haven't experienced being pregnant with a toddler believe me like it, it's a whole different thing. Like you can sit there and say, no, yes, it's going to be magic. It's not. No, I'm not referring to it being magical because I know that you have like shit. No, but you, you're saying obviously with your point where, you know, you're like, you've experienced pregnancy. You're going to experience a new pregnancy second time round. Not just because of different symptoms no. and stuff. <laughs> I know. Imagine running around like fucking hell trying to look after a kid. But I mean, as in like the point where you find out you're pregnant and you think, like, you, you, you're aware what your body's going to do, basically. But I, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to have amazing... No, because, I mean, we've seen it that some people have, like, great births. And then the second time, it's like, oh, like, pregnancy is different. And it's like, like you said, it's a different child. It's different pregnancies. It's a different body, even. And it's even a different mindset. I always think, um, I always ask this question. It's like, is it better to know or better not to know? And for me, I think better not to know because I know what's coming. So I'm like, I was actually scared the last few weeks. I was like, oh my God, like it's going to go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Kat, I think it might have been... The newborn or the birth. Yeah, I think for Kat it was the birth, wasn't it? Because you had a really hard birth for Marlon. I was scared. I was scared of what could happen. Like I was, I wanted to get like straight to the hospital. I didn't want to do no birth, uh, birth uh, center because i was scared of any complications like it happened with my first like it's better not to know because when you don't know it's like you don't know <laughs> yeah you don't know with marlon i was like yeah i can do this i'm gonna go birth center i'm gonna breathe it out and it's just gonna like fly and i was there for like three days <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i remember thinking like with erica as well when she got pregnant the second time i remember i was feeling scared for her because the way her first labor went but it's understanding that just because it went really bad, it doesn't mean that it's going to go like that again. Like, it's completely different situations. But, of course, you're going to sit there and think, oh, my God, am I going to bleed out again? Am I going to, you know, everything from from the physical part to the emotional part as well? And it also happens vice versa because we have a friend, uh, Kat, that her first one was okay. But her second one was awful. Like, so when, obviously, when I was talking to my friend and I was like, no, come on, like, I can't have two bad ones in a row. Like, <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? Like, and it was like, it was traumatic because again, I think with, with Kat, you kind of know what's coming and you know that the pain and everything. Like, the pain, I don't think changes. I think it's, you just, you fit psychologically know, shit, this is going to hurt. For me, let's say, like, I obviously had to have a blood transfusion and so on. So... 
in that sense, I kind of just kept thinking, oh, this is going to happen to me again. But to the end, I just kind of thought, no, like, you know, I can handle this. It, I, there's no, you know, what is what is the point of me dwelling on what's happened when if I'm very tensed or stressed, I'm just going to put myself, like, I'm going to overwhelm yeah. myself and I'm not going to enjoy the process. And then that's when I, like, set, changed my mindset and I was like, you know what, like, see you up outside, it's going to happen anyways. Regardless if I'm, like, a happy bunny or sad, but... If I'm relaxed, I know that I've enjoyed the process a bit more than being tensed up and things going left. So, yeah. Like you've accepted yeah. the possible outcome to it. Exactly, yes. Oh, did Kathy, did you plan on like your second child? Or was it just that night of, you know, oops, awkward? <laughs> no, I, I I really did want a sibling for Marlon. Um but I wasn't sure on the gap. I kept delaying it. And then I was like, I remember Marlon was turning five in November. And I was like, that's a five-year gap. Are they going to be able to like play with each other and stuff? So I was like, you know, I'm getting pregnant now or never. So I had like, I was like, you know, every day <laughs> just making sure I get pregnant because I didn't want it to have a big gap. So right now they have a... They have a four-year gap around that time. But I think it's still okay. Like, I've asked a lot of friends, like, it's five-year gap. It's still okay for the kids to interact. Because, you know, like, I don't like them big gaps where your first one is going university and your other one is going school. They wouldn't. I don't think they'll burn as much as when they are close uh, gap. Obviously, you felt a pressure because you wanted to make sure that there was a healthy gap in between them. But do you feel like maybe some of it was the fact that you wanted to spend more time just you and your firstborn rather than coming to kind of an, a point where you know you're going to be having divided attention to both of them. That was something for me as well. Uh, I wanted to spend quality time with my Marlon and then think of her having another baby. I, I don't know how other people do it, but some people do it, um, have a baby and they're nine months pregnant again you know what I mean and it's like how do you how do you show them like spend quality time with both of them when they're that little well I, I don't think you like because I have a, a, a friend that she's got boys and, and like they're like a few months apart so like I think one's I think yeah maybe like a year apart or something and she says that she found it really hard because she was like it's basically like having twins but at least with twins, they're on at the same stages at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have like, so you obviously give birth nine months and then normally you'd wait six weeks to have sex again, right? But in those six weeks that like you're fertile and blah, 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 we all know the, how it goes. If you were to get pregnant, then your baby will be born in the next nine months, right? So your baby is still a baby, but it won't be in a newborn stage anymore once your new baby comes so they are still very different so when she says that it was like having twins but it wasn't I was a bit like what do you mean and she was like yeah well one was doing this and the other one was still trying to catch up like I I don't know Kat you correct me I feel like with Joel he was a baby for a very long time whereas Caden hasn't had that opportunity he he's grown up so quick like they they look at they look up to the brothers brothers and they just yes. want to be the same like them yeah exactly yeah and I just feel like with Kay it's like oh he he wants to play with Spider Man and he wants to do this and he everything that Joel does 
he wants to do and I'm like but you're still in the baby stages that you know like stay in your lane babe and I feel like that's what my friend was referring to she was like so obviously he was here and then the other little one couldn't even walk but he wanted to be there too and she was like and I had to keep them kind of like she couldn't really give her full love to one kid like say like how you and me gave it to our first because she was like I was already caring for this newborn and you we all know how hard the newborn stage is like it is exhausting, especially if like you're breastfeeding, you don't have like cat. I remember talking to you and we had our kids, you know, we would be breastfeeding and then the other child needed us to go clean their butts. And it's like, what what do I do? Do I put the baby down and have him scream while I'll go clean the other one's ass? And let's be real, our husbands had to go out and work. Mm. We were at home. So now you're stuck with two little babies that are growing at two different rates. But then obviously now that they're bigger, my friend's kids again, she says that they have an amazing bond. But it's, I think it's that growing up and then when they get to that, you know, three, four age, pretty much understand right from wrong, that's when it starts getting better and you start seeing like, okay, now I understand why I did it. And they're like little best friends, basically. But you have to go through the storm first and know it's going to be fucking hard. But I mean, it's not, not impossible because I mean, look how people with twins or triplets do it. But that's wild. Mama, I love you. At what point did you kind of explain to Marlon that there's a new baby coming? Because I, I like, I know there's children that will take it as like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to have a brother and a sister. But I feel like maybe in that situation, you might feel like, how will they react? Will they, you know, because they've been attached to you for so long that like, you, we, like we're all aware that some people have experienced like the jealous child or the one that feels left out so of course it's going to be a fear that crosses your mind at a point yeah that was definitely a fear and it actually did happen um but when I was pregnant I I did try like you know pull like loads of display Marlon that he's gonna he was gonna be a big brother and make him feel like extra special and I think I even got him a little gift so when Tyler was born I gave him this gift. I'm like, look, now you're officially a big brother. Like, I just made it like in a big thing, like like clapping and, you know, like a, a party. So to make him feel like, wow, I'm a big brother. Uh, but it was definitely hard. Definitely hard when uh, I brought Tyler to the house and, and Marlon wanted my attention and I couldn't multitask and and I would just cry. I will literally just cry. I'll, I'll, Darren, Darren would go training and then I'll be crying. I'm, I'm, I'm such a shit mom. I can't do this because I knew Marlon needed me and I knew Tyler needed me. And it's like, how do I split myself? Like, I wish I was an octopus, you know, like to be with both of them at the same time. But um, I managed somehow. I had no choice. And then I think Marlon started to understand, you know, mommy speaking with my baby brother. So I need to be patient and... And that, that's when he started understanding. He changed. He did change. I remember when um, Tyler was born and Marlon was going to nursery, he started peeing himself. And I was like, why are you doing that? But, you know, that was just to get my attention because maybe I wasn't giving him the attention. And I feel bad. I feel like I can't be doing this to Marlon. Like he was my, my only. And now he's upset that I'm not paying attention to him. So he was definitely hard. I was definitely... I don't know if it was uh, depression or what, but it was it was definitely hard for me to to somehow manage between them when my partner wasn't here. For you both, what do you think 
was the hardest part about having a second child? I'll go back, back to multitasking. It was hard to deal with both until you somehow manage and then you kind of figure it out like at this time I need to do this and at this time I need to do this and uh, but that was the hardest bit for me multitasking because with Marlon it was like just focusing on him and then I could do my stuff but then now I had to think of Marlon Tyler and I probably had like a minute to myself Mm. you know what I mean I just I don't know I, I think because like I said I was broken and then I felt like Caden was that the missing piece of my puzzle I feel like sometimes I neglected Joel um and at times I felt like the shittest person on earth because say like Joel will be falling asleep um Caden sorry and then Joel will scream and then we'll wake the baby up and I'll be like oh my fucking and I promise you I'll tell Marlon off to and, and I then I felt like so bad yes. like, don't talk would... yeah like and it's like they're still a baby. Yeah, they didn't Joel understand. Was free. Yeah, Joel was free when I had Caden. How is he going to understand? Oh, now I can't. What, how do you explain to a toddler, you can't scream? Yeah. You can't. Or, or be careful. Or don't jump. Or don't touch him. Or be careful with him. And he was like. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's, it's petrifying the way your mind works. Because obviously you don't know in what state you're going to be in, right? Just that there, like, obviously, I was trying to protect this little boy, this little new being that was given to me. But at the same time, I was neglecting almost my firstborn. And for me, that was terrible. I remember once, and my friends always laugh at me, that I think I even told Kat this story. Um, Once I was so caught up, again, multitasking is, like, the worst. I was doing one thing, doing the other. And I remember Joel was like, Mommy, I'm really hungry. It was one of those things that I reached in for bread and I just gave it to him. And then he showed me that it had like little green bits. It had mold on it. I sat there and I cried my eyes off. And then he was like, what is it? It tastes nice. But you know, like very modest of him to say it just tastes. I, do you know how stupid you must be to that not check you know like it doesn't take anything to but you know when it's one of those things that you just you've got so much to do that you don't show you don't do that one thing with love and that's for me how it felt like I'm not doing my job a hundred percent I'm doing todo a medias and I didn't like that because I was like I can't give Joel 50 percent and yeah. give Kayla 50% because then for I'm not being a good mother to neither of them and that for me was hard like trying to split my time between two kids whilst trying to still like I still feel felt lost I didn't know like you know you, you feel like weird within your body mm. you feel like am I complete like is this what it's going to be like it's you know, that you knew me that I, I felt like from the beginning, like, mm. am I going to be able to love Caden? Because I didn't think I would be able to love someone else like I'd love K- uh, Joel. And I think because you put so much pressure on yourself that, you know, there's no greater love than the one you feel for your first and you start like messing with your brain. When you don't do certain things for this person that was the love of your life once upon a time and now isn't just the center of your world, you feel shit about yourself. Because it's like, he went from being everything to me to now having to divide, like, I have to divide my attention. And you're not doing, like, the simplest task for that person makes you feel shit. And as parents, we know, 
firsthand when we get one thing wrong or we've had a shit day and we scream at our kid for whatever reason you already feel bad so having to do it to a little person that doesn't really understand what's going on for me it was like I just I don't know I just I couldn't understand within me like how it was that I loved this person so much and then I just decided to scream at him whenever it pleased me because I needed to keep the other one sleeping and I think it as well it might be because you, I was sleep deprived so you start doing stupid shit yeah it's definitely hard I cry so I think nearly every day I'll call down and I'll be like I can't do this I'm such a shit mom like come and help me because and then after he started taking Marlon training with him so it kind of gave me some time to like special time to like bond with Tyler while he'll go to watch his dad train but when they were both here oh I feel like obviously seeing it all from from the outside and hearing you guys and seeing how you know Erica was the second time round. I think it's so <clears throat> like um like people just kind of jump to the conclusion that oh because you already have one child it's going to be easy the second time and think pe- I think people don't exactly understand that yes you know how to change nappies you know how to feed a child it doesn't mean you know how you're going to have to multitask and the fact that your newborn stage is not going to consist of you having naps when the baby naps, relaxing, having time with yourself, having skin to skin, whether you breastfeed your child or you bottle feed them, having that, you know, bonding time and wanting to do everything at the stage and the way books tell you you should do, you know? So I think um, that's something that's very, like, I guess, underrated as, you know, because when you have your first child, you learn to multitask as a wife and as a mom, right? You learn that, okay, my child's gone down for a nap. I'm going to go get lunch ready, at least so that you can eat and be ready for your child, you know? At the end of the day, you can go to bed thinking, all right, we all ate at home. My kids are clean and, you know, everyone is fine. Everyone's alive. But when you have a second child, it's like, you still need to do that. Plus look after a new child and give the attention that my oldest son requires because that child understands that you were there 100% for them and now your child is like why is my mom giving me moldy bread or why is my mom shushing me or why why you know like why am I sitting here quiet when this child is trying to like do you know what and obviously kids don't understand to the full extent they will understand that okay there's baby sister or baby brother but they don't they don't have the capacity to understand that oh shit, you know, I need to consider this baby. Mate, my hat's off to you guys because sometimes I'm like... <laughs> I mean, for the most part, it, it is it is easier than the first round. And I and I say it when we, when we get into a routine. You're more relaxed about certain situations. Like, I remember with Caden, I was... I, I kind of knew everything that was happening. You know, if he, he, maybe he wasn't cooing, I tried all the things that I had tried with Joel and whatever didn't work I'd be like okay but move to the next it wasn't kind of like that panicky like oh my god he's gonna die I have to yeah. be in hospital because you kind of like, you're more relaxed in parenting like with Caden now like I remember with Joel I had like 101 things that he wouldn't do he wouldn't eat with Caden I think he's even at moldy bread as well like I, I can't promise he hasn't <laughs> but like it is I think once you get the hang of okay this is how it's gonna work 
it becomes a much more easier than you think like I don't want to paint it out like oh my god it's horrible horrible it is when you kind of you're basically doing all alone and again you come to the conclusion that like this kid just had all my attention and like you said Jess how do you explain to a child he has to stop being a child at what Mm. point do we do we understand ourselves that I can't tell my kid you need to be quiet I told Joel to be quiet now and he's six and he'll forget within a minute I'll be like ah because that's just (laughs) how he is you know they get excited they they run on energy so it's just about understanding and you know like you want to be as much as prepared as you can but it's just a mental behavior that we go through you know hormones are still running all over the while place. you find your feet again exactly yeah it's, it's basically just that once you have that routine going it's 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 really like it it's a bit like a weight off your shoulder kind of feeling yes yeah I agree with Erica definitely at the beginning it's hard but then you kind of find the routine your way around how to manage with both of them and that's it. And same with Tyler. I give him whatever we eat. You know, I wasn't proper cautious. Like, he can't eat these. Or the amount of time he's dropped this guy. I'm like, okay, he'll get up. He's all right. Like, I'm really so laid back with him. <laughs> with Marlon, I was like, you know, like 24-7. Like, oh, my God, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. Don't do that. Like, Do you feel bad about that? That sometimes your child will drop and you don't run to them? Like, do you feel like... Because obviously, you know that they're going to be fine. You know that they have to fall over to learn that you don't do that or that's dangerous. But do you sometimes feel that you're so relaxed that you kind of mum guilt yourself into like, oh, man, like, but you just kind of sit there and think, I don't, I don't have the energy. He's fine. He'll survive. <laughs> no, I'll definitely see the situation. Obviously, if I see blood, I'll be like, oh, my God. But if I see him just like drop and, you know, I'll do the, I don't know. I think we all do it or I do it. I'm like, oh my God, look at the butterfly. Oh my God, look at that spider. He'll just start looking up and he'll forget about it. And he'll be like, he'll just forgot that he hurt himself a second ago. Um, But if that don't work and if I see blood, then obviously I'll be like, oh my God, let's let's see what happens. But I'll definitely lay back with the second one. I I just try like whenever Caden drops, and like people are around me, especially like my family, they make a fuss about the smallest things. Like Caden hurts his fingernail and they're like, oh, baby. I'm just like, no lo miren, no lo miren, para que no like, literally, like, just ignore it. It's him. not real. And you know, the kids, yeah, they are, they're savages. They hurt themselves and they look up at you. They, it, yeah, they want you to react. Look at their mum straight away, like, yeah and if you're like oh straight crime straight crime and it's like so had I not reacted would you not be crying like would we save the kids (laughs) I remember hearing Joel tell Caden parece no le paso nada get up (laughs) it's like damn get up Caden even Joel Joel like when Caden drops he's like no paso nada no vimos nada and he's in his little spanglish (laughs) My mom just looks at me like, why are you teaching him this? And I'm like, mom, he needs to learn. Like, <laughs> like seeing it is important to let go of these things, of your expectations and, and being so like on top of every single movement. I think if you can let go of some of these things with your first child, the second child, you just, you. I think you have to let go because it's a different experience. You don't have time to be all over it 
and, and I'm not saying you're not being a good mom the second time round, but I'm saying you don't really have it in your energy to be like every single time their toenail hurts, you're going to be there like, you know, shit, what are we doing? Are we rushing here and there, you know? I remember so many times, I think once, like I descaled my, my, <laughs> my, I promise you, Joel went through the most of me. I descaled my, what do you call that thing that you make coffee with? Kettle. Yeah, I descaled it. And obviously it had like a weird liquid inside. And my mom, after me saying, I'm descaling my kettle, my woman goes and makes Joel a tetero. <laughs> and obviously when I got home and they were like, oh yeah, Joel's been saying that he has a bit of a bellyache. I was like, did anyone wash out the kettle? No, you didn't say to wash out the kettle. And I'm like, I've just said I'm descaling the kettle. Who drinks the water that I've just descaled? Like, who? And I'm like, I mean, obviously in my brain, there's a little person screaming poison signs at me. Like it's literally just going red, red. I'm having you went heart- straight into Google. No, I ha- I'm having heart palpitations. Just get me a doctor on the phone. I need to know if my son's dying. So like, is he breathing okay? Well, of course he's breathing okay. I wouldn't be on the phone to you. Anyway, I had to read them the like the ingredients. Yeah, so they were like, "Oh, he should be fine, but you can bring him in anyways, just so the doctor can check." To- obviously, like me screaming on the phone. How are they not going to tell me to go in? And I've gone in, and they were like, "Yeah, he's fine. Don't worry about him." With Caden, he drank soap, and I was just like, "Yeah, he'll be fine." <laughs> as long you as know- like, bubbles don't come out of his nose or something, you <laughs> know. <laughs> and soap I'm cool like you know sometimes that you've told like told us these stories that they ate this or that and then like I remember Mel telling us about that incident she had with Maya that she went there as well now like my son has done some of some of these things and I sit there and I'm like they went through it they're still alive so I, I'm just gonna let it be <laughs> I think the more you stress about it and I think that's one of the points you made Jess like you start, have to start kind of letting things slide because the more stress you put on yourself the more like uncomfortable you're going to feel with parenting so the easier it becomes for you it just it it just kind of flows naturally and you're not like oh my god this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and mm. you're just all tensed up because of the dis- different scenarios your little brain is putting out for you mama i love you you know when you had time did you feel your relationship with darren changed because obviously it takes an impact but now you've got two kids so, you know, having to look for childcare and obviously you will breastfeed and on the go, walk in milk machine. But how do you deal with those those scenarios? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. The, I Well, with with Marlon, I was like fully breastfed, like till a year and a half. With Tyler, I done a year, two months because he kept biting me. So I was like, okay, that's it. And I, I remember I told you I put lemon on my nipple. <laughs> And he'll just make some funny faces and then he stop and literally stop completely liking milk. Like I'll give him cow's milk, powder milk, uh, any type of my milk like I spressed because my boobs were massive. Remember I was putting cabbage, uh, but yeah, definitely it was hard. Like, uh, like we said, the multitasking, I'll literally be in the toilet breastfeeding and then Marlon asking me that he wanted something to eat, you know, like. I was doing three things at once. So breastfeeding was definitely harder while having Marlon on my case too. And then, yeah, with Darren was, I had no time. I literally would be like, hi, bye. <laughs> like it was, 
it was, and then oh, maybe by the time he got home, I'll be shattered sleeping. Like we literally didn't have time to bond, and it, it was hard to find that time because if, if Tyler was asleep, Marlon would still want something. If Marlon was asleep, Tyler would wake up for to breastfeed. So it was we didn't we, we didn't have no time for us. It was hard to find that. Were you conscious of that at the time it was happening? Because you know sometimes we get so caught caught up you're like you forget that you haven't had sex for like two weeks or something oh it was longer than that <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning it was hard for me to manage between both that I, I, sad to say this but I think that was the least of my priorities at that time like it was just my importance was to my kids mm. and not even me I didn't even think like I literally had like a minute to shower if that and then back to the kids and then yeah it it was it was hard would you say that having a, some sort of routine like bedtime or whatever makes time for bonding with your partner and like date nights and scheduling the i mean obviously when we're not in lockdown but <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely when we found our routine we were able to even watch a film to or even speak you know when it's when his datum is like kids, 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 and then it's like, okay, you know, how was your day? What did, uh, how was training? What did you do today? Or just talk, just talk to each other because you don't really get to do that when you have kids all over the place, especially when they're little. Or sometimes I will call me and I'm in the middle of changing a nappy. I, I can't pick up. It's like, it's hard to speak while we're busy being moms. Do you guys feel like you ever resented having kids? when you felt like your relationship was just obviously like trying to catch up because obviously mum life gets in the way sometimes. Like, did you ever kind of feel like, like, why did I do this? We had such a nice relationship. Kind of like grief in your old life and your old relationship. I don't like Camilla in the first place, so I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love you, baby. Because I know he's going to hear this and be like, what a bitch. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I resented being kids because I... I and I think when you have a like, supportive partner, they kind of understand and, you know, it goes hand by hand. Like they're, they're also busy. They're also, you know, tired from work, coming home, trying to deal with the kids as well. So I, I think it's just about finding the balance. And I don't think I ever res- like resented my kids in the, in the sense that, oh my God, like I can't have sex in peace now. Because I think that's like a conscious choice you make mm. because who, who who in the world says oh yeah well, I'm pregnant and then thinks oh yeah I'm going to be able to have sex like freely you know the kids are just sitting there and I'll just sit beside them and like suck my man's dick no it doesn't work <laughs> like that it's obviously like things are going to change I think you've always mentioned to me like a new woman in you is born when you have kids and I think ha- maybe if I was my old self yeah, I'd probably miss that, you know, going out. You know, we always used to be partying. I don't miss that. Like, I prefer being at home 100% of the time than being out, period. I just, I don't. Yeah, I definitely like my my life. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with my kids. And I know that when I'm 40, 45, if I don't have any more, I'll be, like, touring the world. So right now I'm enjoying motherhood spending time with Darren when the kids are asleep you know just enjoying the family life I feel like walking out of the building (laughs) 
Um, no, I'm joking. I think I think it's just important to be aware and conscious of what is happening in the moment. So if you know that shit, we've not spent you know some time alone or we've not had an adult conversation, like it's making the effort to make that time because once you you know start leaving the effort behind, and we took we spoke about this with the guys in one of our previous episodes that it's always about keeping that fire going whether you know it's the most minimal things like he came home with a chocolate bar and it's like that gives you butterflies and you know it's kind of like oh okay like yeah it might be a chocolate bar but it's just kind of like things that you used to do when you had like you know before kids and being conscious of I also yes I'm tired I've had a long day but being conscious that you do still need to make an effort it doesn't mean you have to go and suck his aubergine every single day but it does mean that actually sometimes I might want to look a bit cute for you and I might actually want to give you a cuddle. <laughs> when you found out you were pregnant, you, did you kind of set yourself like, yes, I'm going to breastfeed and that's it. Like, there's no, I'm not going to have it any other way. Well, I knew I was going to breastfeed. Well, if I could, obviously. Um, but I also did want, like, I think I asked Erica, like, how did, like, multi-feeding, multi, uh, like, sorry, um uh, when when you feed and you give them bottle because I thought that if I breastfeed full time like I did with Marlon I wouldn't have to I would I wouldn't be able to spend as much time with Marlon because no I would be the only one that could feed Tyler so I did uh, consider that it did work for a few months but then I gave up um so he was fully on the boob but also Marlon by that time understood that I was breastfeeding mm. Marlon was hard. He was literally like, if I go out, my baby don't eat. Basically, he was depending on me. No one else could feed him but me. So I didn't want that pressure. So with Tyler, I was like, no, I'm going to give him a bottle so I can have more time for me, have more time to do other stuff than just breastfeed and also spend time with Marlon. Erica's friend that was that had the two boys, I can't imagine how they're breastfeeding. If, if, if that was to be their case, how it would go, because you can't really sit there and you know some babies take like one hour to feed while lovers take 10 minutes like how are you going to make this a beautiful thing when you're like Erica said trying to wipe someone's ass or get them off the table or like <laughs> have you seen those memes where it's like the mom breastfeeding second time round and the baby's here and she's like doing a million things with her other hand <laughs> and like squirting the milk in the baby's face that's Same. how it was with me yeah that's how it was but I'm sure it's harder when the the little like the close gap because I don't know, my friend is about to have a baby and and it's like, I think it's like a year gap. Like, I know you're going to manage, but like, how? She, she said she's got it all planned out, but I don't know. Because the baby's like, Tyler still needs me. Tyler still needs me to change his nappies, to feed him, to like do stuff for him. Mm. And then she's going to have a newborn that also needs her. Oh my God. <laughs> Cheers to them. 100%. You know, sometimes you think, oh, I have it really hard, but those women, boy... We're living like a luxury life. <laughs> I don't know. The amount of times I've told Erica, I think I'm going to have a baby now. And she's like, are you sure you want to do that? Because you will probably do that and we won't see you for at least five to ten years. No, like I said, it's doable. <laughs> it's doable. But you need to think... That you're sacrificing a lot, I guess. Y- you are. Like, like you're a men- lot, a lot. I think over everything, your mental state is the most... It's what will take a big toll. 100%, yeah. Because, you know, like, you can sit here and say, oh, yeah, I'm mentally strong. I never got postpartum depression. I never got this. I'm, I'm you know, a peaceful mum. But 
when you have those days where your kid is non-stop energy oh, a thousand percent like I kind of think like imagine that plus yeah two. like mm. I kind of think no but, but how because obviously imagine you, you're worrying about having your toddler hit the baby because now you can't you if you're gonna go pee you need to take the whole crew with you because you can't keep you can't blink basically like just oh I don't know just even when when there's the long days when they're being savages and so is your partner it's like how are you gonna add another it's just like juggling every oh my god I don't know but like you said it's doable but I think when you go into that it's kind of going in with no expectations going in with lower standards in sense of like knowing that it's not going to be like it was the first time round. And I think um <clears throat> like Kat uh when she had Marlon she obviously spent her maternity leave with Marlon but she had some sort of independence to take a break and go back to work. And I think that for a woman you get some like some self-relief like you know you can be an adult with other people whether it's working like working like who likes working but you can have a decent conversation with another human being that's not going to talk to you about a toy it's not going to ask you to wipe their bum or it's not going to like fly kick and be like mom look at me and then do something stupid you actually engage with someone else (laughs) and you don't feel like oh I have to like you know look at Paw Patrol or Peppa Pig all day and just sit at home kind of thinking oh my god because then you're going to look back at your life and your kids leave and then you're going to think well what did I do like what did I do all this time whereas Kat now she can say look I went back to work I had my break I now decide that I want to be a full-time mother because I want to be able to take my kids to school I want to be able to spend this time but sometimes I think it's all in your head. You need to be mentally prepared and know that, you know, you're not going to be independent anymore. You can't decide, oh, yeah, you you basically spent a year, or like well, 12 months, what maternity leave is, out of work, and then you're already pregnant again to have another baby. That's going to be two, three years that you're out of work. When you go back, it's going to be so hard. If that's something you you know, you enjoy doing because some women just prefer, you know, like, I just want to decide, I've decided I want to be a stay-at-home mom. That's fine. But I think it's all in your brain. What you want for your future, what you see for your future. And if that's something you want to, you know, bring forward and you just, you know that you're fine being at home and taking care of your kids, then so be it. But if you want and you have plans and you want, nah, that's just not going to happen. Not for a very long time because you have re- like you're gonna have really small kids, and you gotta take them everywhere with you, unless you have a nanny. Then you're lucky. I think it's a, it's a whole thing. It's like when remember when you were um, putting Kay into nursery and you were going back to work and that whole stress of like how am I actually gonna take them both? Get you know how are they gonna come back home and when will I be able to do it? Or you know the whole it's a completely new, different... Because, you know, you always used to say to us, like, when it was Joel, I just it was just that. Like, I just had to worry about dropping him off at one time and picking up him up at one time. But now, where there's two that are going different places, it's like, you cannot split yourself into two people so that you can drop your eldest and your younger. So it's just... I think so much more goes in the mix of this whole having kids and... And I just think at any stage, really, of 
whether it's the shortest gap or the biggest gap, it's still, it's still going to, you know, shit's still going to go down. A lot of people used to ask me, um, how does it feel to have two kids? And I'll be like, it feels like 20 kids. Like, it's a completely different thing. Like, one kid is one kid and then two is like, whoa. You know, I, I literally feel like, I wish I was an octopus. <laughs> you know, the mem- the little mermaid, that one, you know, like just different legs just to be able to be doing something in the kitchen, be doing something in the living room, cleaning someone's bum, cleaning someone's nappies. Like, you know? That sounds like goals. <laughs> <laughs> but you manage, you manage. You have to manage. You ain't got no choice. You have to wake up and, you know, be a mother of two kids. And show up. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you have no, you can't run away. You have two kids. Well, well you can. You can run away, but that's, that's child neglect. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. You get up dress up show up we somehow managed to get it done at the end of the day and you know as long as everyone is alive by the end of the day you give yourself a round of applause and you pat yourself on the back (laughs) amen yes every single mother whether you know stay at home you have one two three four however many kids we're all doing an incredible job because boy, is it hard. It is extremely hard. Mama, I love you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. I love this. I I really wanted to talk about this because it's something that I experienced and it was hard for me, you know. No, thank you. Normally, we like to close on a golden tip, like an affirmative message that you want to let, you know, maybe someone that's pregnant. and Just stay strong. <laughs> like you manage, <laughs> you, you somehow manage to do it. When you find a routine, it's doable. It's hard at the beginning, but when you find a routine, you can do it. Beautiful thing to see your kids grow together, play together, even fight together. But it's just just to know that your kids will always have someone there for them for the rest of their life. It's, it's beautiful. I always wanted Marlon to have a sibling and now I've gave him a sibling. And I know the bond is never going to break. So it's a beautiful feeling. So, yeah, stay strong. You can do it. Be right back. I'm going to go get pregnant again. (laughs) Think twice. Think twice. But, yeah, it's definitely nice. I might have that sibling now. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Kat. That was a very... Both of you, actually, that was very insightful um, to see, like, and kind of go deep into exactly what the thoughts and everything that goes behind it. So thank you, both of you. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks, Thanks, Kat, because I think... Um, sometimes we're caught up in seeing you know the perfect picture on Instagram you know oh I had another baby and like they're playing together and it's all fine and I'm coping well but no one really tells the struggles that we go through and I remember when when I had Kay and obviously um, Kat had Ty me and Erica would talk and we were like oh my that happens to me oh that happens to me too oh they do this oh yeah that that happens to me too it was just like it wasn't just me it was it happens it was it happens to a lot of moms absolutely and you're smiling and you're like everything is fine and your house is like on fire (laughs) (laughs) at least we're we're going through it together though (laughs) trying to turn off the fire with a little cup Kat was like my house is on fire I was like okay I'm gonna turn my one on fire too just so we're together (laughs) in this Mama's code out. <laughs> Mama's code.